It's the way. Yeah, it's the way. You ain't heard of us. Hey, Rams. Hey, hey welcome. Heard with us. If you look around for a word to trust, check the star scene journey. You can learn from us. Sex, sleep, drugs. What we gonna discuss? Whatever you need to be prosperous. Negativity superfluous. All we really want is for you to just be true to you and be who you are Cause you are a star and you will go far You can succeed at all of your dreams You'll get your degree and all of those things But you must take care of your health Cherish yourself, your body, your mental, your brains and your wealth You can have fun and still be well That's what we do here at The Well I've had pollen allergies for forever. Sneezing, tissues, tingly throat, the whole nine. Sprig and I usually don't get along, but this year, this year I've been counting down the days till it's springtime again. See, for me, winter and quarantine was rough. And as a result, I'll be frolicking amongst the flowers, sneezing directly into my mask. Emphasis on mask. Despite the sunshine and breezy air, we still have to do our part to protect ourselves and each other from COVID. Here's the good news. In the United States, there's been a steady decline of new COVID cases since January. Our resilience in the new year has been helpful for turning the tide. Not as good news. We're still in a pandemic. If we want to continue this downward trend, it's important to stay vigilant in our own personal safety plans. Continue to wear your mask, socially distance, sanitize, you know the deal. Going outdoors is good for your mental health, physical health, and you're less likely to catch COVID, right? Well, sort of, but it's definitely not risk-free, so you want to treat it like you would anything else during this time. Whether you're taking part in a solo outdoor activity or chopping it up with some friends at a park, make sure to have ample space between you and others. It's still encouraged to wear a mask if you aren't able to maintain that six feet minimum of distance. And even then, you might just want to throw it on to be safe. It feels like we may be turning the tide on this pandemic, but we aren't quite there yet. So let's enjoy this spring and keep ourselves healthy and safe. Stay updated with the ins and outs of COVID guidelines at together.vcu.edu. Guess who didn't get a spring break this year? We didn't, that's who. And if you're one of the many who are pressed about the fact that you don't get to take your break and go somewhere nice, your feelings are 100% valid. I mean, we've got homework and quizzes and tests and labs and all this other busy work to make up for the time that we should have been spending in in-person classes. Odds are, you spent the majority of your days hunched over a computer screen. And then on top of that, some of us have actual work and jobs that we have to go to. Hell, some of us have multiple jobs. The never-ending stress tester called life is proceeding to run us over without the speed bump known as spring break. And with all of that being said, 
If you're not okay, that's okay. We only have so much to give. I mean, time, energy, and motivation are all exhaustible resources that the pandemic, class, work, and anything else you're dealing with are leeching off. Things are already rough for a lot of us, and we don't have the cushion of spring break to fall back on. So what are we supposed to do? What can we do? Well, this is a great time to carve out your own boundaries between work and life. I mean, it might sound counterintuitive, but if you schedule at times when you're not working, your brain will get a chance to relax, and you might find that you're more productive when you do finally sit down to do the assignment. Even if you feel like you already procrastinate too much, just saying, okay, I'll let myself off the hook at 5pm gives you some space to let go of the constant mental chatter in those moments where you're thinking, I should be working right now, I'm falling so behind in those moments that keep you too stressed to tackle the work. It's important to take regular breaks, not just when you're feeling totally overwhelmed. Now remember, not all de-stressing activities are created equal. There's nothing wrong with vegging out on video games or TV or a bit of comfort food, but meditation, creative pursuits, reading, and taking a walk are more likely to help you feel better in the long run. Also, on a smaller scale, taking a little bit of time every morning to lay out your priorities and go over your schedule can help you be more mindful and mentally organized. Also, also, for the many out there who know they should start working on something early but just can't seem to work up the motivation, <clears throat> like me, breaking up your work into smaller pieces can give you more time to make mistakes and get something, even if it is only a tiny part of what you're supposed to be doing, done. That way, at the very least, you've got your foot in the door to keep working on what you started when you come back to it. Well, I genuinely don't have time for breaks or self-care or organization. I'm just too busy. Classes are too demanding. I don't have enough room in my schedule to organize my schedule. Well, if taking a little time to yourself and taking a little time out of your schedule means that you don't get everything you want to finish working on done, that might be okay. We all have a little less to give during this pandemic and you might need to reevaluate some of your commitments and see which ones are most important and which ones to let go of in order to prevent burnout. Time management isn't just about organizing the time that you spend working on school and job stuff. It's also about the time you spend on yourself. Is this always going to be like an easy and straightforward process? Absolutely not. You're going to have to find a balance between your personal life and your work life that works for you. It is not always going to be 50-50, but the important part is that you're taking some amount of time to yourself. Work is important, but so are you. Now, while we're on the subject of relaxing, I think it would be a good idea to take advantage of the reading days that we have off. I mean, of course, I am tempted to say that these reading days can kiss my ass and they can read this fist in their face like I can't catch a break but they sure can catch these hands because these reading days do not make up for the spring break that was taken away from us. <clears throat> but here's the deal. We gotta work with what we got and if all we got is some bum ass reading days then that's just what we gotta do. And coincidentally the reading day that we've got coming up on the 24th is actually on self care day. So maybe if you got some time use the reading day as a little escape. If you're not scared of pollen choking you out, a trip outdoors could be nice. I personally recommend Hollywood Cemetery for anyone who's on campus. Not too far away, pretty views, and in a possibly disrespectful kind of way, it makes a great photo op. Or you could catch up with some friends. Or you could do a little work and then spend the rest of the day chilling. Or you could hop out of bed, head to the nearest chicken strip joint, roll back into bed and call it a day, and that is probably what I'll be doing. The possibilities really are endless when it comes to doing something that puts your mind at peace. Just remember, breaks and self-care are an everyday thing, not just a reading day thing, or even a spring break thing for that matter. 
So yeah, every now and again, when you feel like life is just too busy and you need a breather, try taking that breather. Or, you know, even if you don't think that you've got the time, still consider taking that breather. And while you're at it, try to take advantage of the free time that you are being given. It'll work wonders, I promise. Self-care is the favorite buzzword of the wellness world. But what is it actually? Is it exercise? Bath bombs? Vegetables? Cake? Doing your work? Taking a break? Seeing friends? Spending time alone? Distracting yourself from your problems? Crying about them? Funny enough, self-care could be any of these things. If it's something you can do to enhance your physical or emotional well-being, it's self-care. Well, great podcast person, but that's super vague and not helpful at all. How do I know when to do what? That's a great question, and it's hard to answer simply. Learning to take care of yourself can take a lot of trial and error. It involves balancing a bunch of different stuff that's all important in its own way. You'll know self-care when you feel it, but first you have to learn how to feel it. An attitude of mindfulness and self-compassion can lead to better self-care. Mindfulness means noticing what's going on in the present moment without judging it. Self-compassion means treating yourself as worthy and lovable even when things aren't going well. So exercise? If you're doing it to feel better, sleep better, relieve stress, or have fun, it might be self-care. If you're doing it to the point of exhaustion because you hate the way you look, it might not be. Bath bombs? If you like to de-stress with a little extra color and fragrance, it's self-care. If you can't afford food because you're buying a ton of skincare products to plug up your sadness hole, it might not be self-care. Cake? If you're eating it because you just feel like having some, it might be self-care. If you're eating it until you feel sick because you're not sure when the super strict diet you're starting tomorrow will allow you to indulge again, it might not be. Alone time? If you think you need time to yourself to feel refreshed and relaxed, it's self-care. If you isolate yourself thinking everyone hates you or that the world is too scary and overwhelming, it might be best to challenge yourself little by little to reach out so you can benefit from supportive relationships. After all, self-care isn't always self-care. Sometimes you need someone else's help. Not every self-care choice is completely equal. A little bit of Netflix might help you chill out sometimes, but things like exercise, mindfulness, or chatting with a friend are a bit better in the de-stressing department than six hours of Minecraft. I'm telling you that from personal experience. But basically, if you're doing something, whether it's easy or hard, with a spirit of genuine self-love and an understanding of your needs and goals, it's self-care. If you're doing something, whether it's easy or hard, because you're afraid you'll be a disappointment to yourself or others, or because it's all you know how to do even though it makes you feel worse, it might not be self-care. But that doesn't mean you need to blame yourself. Nobody is perfect at self-care, and the best first step you can give yourself to a happier, healthier life is to allow your imperfections and accept yourself as you are. A podcast person, you might say. My name is Emily, by the way. How can I do things with a spirit of genuine self-love when I'm so frustrated with myself all the time? What if I don't love myself? What if I look in the mirror every day and go, eh, or worse? This whole thing hinges on something that I just can't do right now. So how am I supposed to dig myself out of this when I don't even have a shovel? Well, you let that be okay. 
you say, I'm having a hard time accepting myself right now, and give yourself some compassion for that. It can be really hard to be okay with yourself in a world that loves to judge and label us for everything under the sun, so it's no wonder changing your attitude would be difficult. That's right, folks. It's self-compassion all the way down. One last thing. Self-care, in whatever forms it takes, has to be done regularly. It's not optional. Your mental health matters, and you need and deserve to take care of yourself before you feel burnt out and whether or not you feel you've done enough work for the day. Your value as a human being is there no matter how productive you are or aren't. So go ahead and do the thing. Right now. Or at least sometime today. Give yourself permission, whatever that means to you. March is National Nutrition Month, and food can be a stressful topic for a lot of us. Every week we hear that you shouldn't eat eggs or that you should eat eggs, or there's some new superfood that cures 69 different types of cancer. But I'm not here to tell you to eat this or don't eat that. For most of us, good nutrition can be a lot simpler. So I'm here to tell you about intuitive eating and why it might be something to try if you're interested. But what is intuitive eating, you might ask? Well, to put it in simple terms, it's listening to your body when it's communicating with you. Now, that might sound strange, like what the heck is she talking about? But it's true. Have you ever had a time where you forgot to drink enough water and then all of a sudden your mouth is dry and you're craving it? That is your body telling you that you need water. Intuitive eating is a great way to learn about what your body needs and get better at taking care of yourself. And all you gotta do is listen and observe. To intuitively eat, you just eat when you're hungry and stop when you feel satisfied. Pretty complex, huh? Just kidding, it's easy. Well, once you get the hang of it at least, it does take some practice to learn to listen to yourself. First thing to understand is the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger. Physical hunger is when your body needs food to function, while emotional hunger involves eating to fill a space caused by emotions such as stress or when you're feeling down. So take notes! Begin to recognize how your body feels and notice the difference between the two sensations. And that isn't to say that emotional eating is a bad thing. Everyone does it sometimes, and it can happen when you're sad or stressed, but that's not the only time. People eat to celebrate too. Ever been to a Thanksgiving dinner? The key is just to notice why you're eating and be able to decide for yourself how it's working out. Another important distinction is between what tastes good and what makes us feel good, aka things that give us energy and truly satisfy us. Sometimes what tastes good and what feels good are one and the same. Sometimes they're different. Neither one is bad. Again, it's just good to notice which is which so that you can choose for yourself. Try not to restrict yourself by telling yourself, I can't eat this or I shouldn't eat that. Don't punish yourself with food and don't judge yourself either. Eating should be an enjoyable experience, so if you want to eat something, eat it. If you love cheese, eat cheese. But maybe don't eat too much cheese if you're lactose intolerant. But hey, who am I to tell you what to do? The trick is to find out what foods make you feel satisfied and also full. After all that cheese, you might even realize you're a little tired of it, and find that you naturally crave more variety when the cheddar loses its alluring forbidden status in your mind. What is great about intuitive eating is that you are giving yourself permission to eat, and not punishing yourself with fad diets that aren't even good for you and don't work. It can be easy to feel like we have to have a perfect eating regimen like we see with the celebrities. However, celebrities are rich, have personal trainers, private chefs, and Dr. Miami's private number. Not to mention those celebrities' lives might not be as perfect or as happy as they look from the outside. You don't have to have a perfect celebrity diet to have a healthy relationship with food. And you don't need to compare yourself with others either. Your body is genetically different and what works for some might not work for you. Respect yourself and how you're made. Food insecurity is also something to mention when it comes to food and choices. Not everyone has a choice in what they can eat. If you can't relate to this part of the podcast because you're having trouble getting access to nutritious food, or any food at all, you're not alone. We can't begin to choose foods that make us feel good if our choices are limited in the first place. 
Need help? Check out go.vcu.edu slash rampantry or check out the links in the podcast description to see how to contact a registered dietitian at VCU. With intuitive eating, you probably didn't expect to hear me talk about exercising, but it all connects to a healthy lifestyle, mentally and physically. Moving has a ton of health benefits, and if you enjoy what you're doing, you're more likely to keep doing it. With exercising, you want to do it to feel physically good, and you don't have to do it necessarily with the intent to lose weight. Do it to feel how your body will respond to it. If you like to walk around your neighborhood, do that. If you love high-intensity workouts where you're drenched in sweat, do that. Figure out what works for you and what your body likes. And it doesn't have to feel amazing every second, especially if your body isn't used to the increase in movement. But if your exercise routine feels like a drag, try out different methods and levels of intensity until you find the one that leaves you feeling a little more energized and hopefully a little less stressed as well. Above all, whether eating or exercising, treat yourself with respect. Trust yourself to know how best to take care of you. Just don't forget to hydrate and drink plenty of water. Your body will thank you for it. Not feeling like yourself. Are you woozy? Dizzy? Increasingly irritable? Do you find yourself sitting in the same spot for hours? Is there an unrelenting, ever-growing pressure behind your eyes? Have we got something for you? Sleep. Give your mind and body some time to mend. Getting enough sleep helps make life easier, healthier, and happier. Side effects may include feeling rested, having energy, awful nightmares, dreams about high school, falling asleep in weird positions, and snoring. For better sleep, find a routine, set a bedtime, Read a book, take a bath, shut down tech, turn off lights, avoid substances, exercise during the day, practice mindfulness, and only use your bed for sleep and sex. Visit the cool side of your pillow today to get the rest you need for tomorrow. Only on What the Well. Check the description for more resources. I just wanna, I just wanna sleep. I just wanna.